On this week's GTA 6 o'clock, is GTA 6 delayed? Put on your business hats as we dig through Rockstar's financial report. And localization testing begins at Rockstar Lincoln. It's all here on this week's GTA 6 o'clock. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of GTA 6 o'clock. Today we're covering a lot of different things, um, but before we do that, I should say I'm James JJ Jarvis and joining me today is, of course, Dan. Dan, you're smirking. Did you I, not on board, on board with the JJ? <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in. I've been watching some Super Bowl. I, I feel I thought, like I can call you JJ, but I've never heard you publicly say JJ. No, I, I like it. I'm trying it out. I like it. I, I mean, I feel obliged to start calling myself DD. JJ and DD. Do you want, yeah? Okay. Maybe that's... Anyway, let us know in the comments if you want us to be referred to as JJ and DD. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Dan Dawkins. DD, for DD. Short. Well, thank you. Um, and just before we get into today's topics, I need to remind you all to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you haven't already. And did you know that if you say subscribe to a video now in a video, hopefully the little subscribe button lights up. Uh, it's very clever oh, piece of uh, AI. So I'm, just, nice. I'm trying it out. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel. So hopefully that's worked. And of course, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or other podcast services, please leave us a star rating and give us a review. Really does actually help. So the big news this week, Dan, that going to drive straight into is something that we talked about last week. The Take Two investor call has happened. There's a lot of... Uh, People obviously been throwing out a lot of headlines around this. Some of the main quotes that I saw was from Strauss Zalnick. But do you want to give us just an overview of what this could mean for GTA 6? Okay, where very do I briefly. Begin? So, hold oh, very briefly. <laughs> what I would say is that you've probably seen a lot of very strong headlines, either saying GTA 6 is definitely not delayed, but they're saying late 2025 based on this new earnings call. There's a lot of that sort of sentiment around that we'll discuss in a minute. I've also seen deeply misinformed headlines saying GTA 6 to come out earlier than expected based on literally reporting the wrong numbers. So ignore that completely. There is some merit to the idea that it's going to be later than we expected. All of this is caveated by the fact that Rockstar have officially said nothing. Mm -hmm. All Rockstar have said officially is, I think, coming 2025 from the trailer. So they've never committed to anything beyond that. A lot of the community, including us, have speculated that it might hit what is Rockstar's fiscal 2025 year, which runs from April the 1st, 2024 to March the 31st, 2025. So to hit 2025, you're then pushing yourself into a window between Jan the 1st, 2025 and March the 31st, 2025. Now, the, the big headline from the earnings call was that Rockstar have revised their earnings projection for the financial year 2025 to be essentially a billion dollars less than they were projecting around about a year ago. Now, what I'd like to do is get into a little bit of the language of how Rockstar have been talking about these earnings and the way that that sentiment has started to change. And also talk about whilst it's a billion dollars less than they were sort of talking about a year ago, there's still $1.7 billion 
of an increase from what they're reporting for their profits for this year. So uh, that's very complicated. So I don't yeah. know if any of that made sense. Well, 1.7 billion, I think we, the takeaway is that's a lot of money to it's a lot add of on. Money. And it has to come from somewhere, right? And I know you've been looking into a few projects that uh, Take Two, which is Rockstar's parent company, have coming out uh, before March 31st, 2025. And you can start to see, are those releases going to fill that $1.7 billion dollars? Uh, because they've got quite a few significant things to come, whether or not they're a GTA 6 sized hole is up for debate. Exactly that. So Rockstar's earning call last week, the big news from it was Rockstar slightly adjusting downwards their profits or their, their earnings expectation for FY 2024. They'd, start, they'd turn them down up by a few hundred million. Um, Just a few hundred Yeah, a few hundred million, which in the big scheme, you know, didn't seem that much. They were projecting like 5.4 billion revenue and have turned it down to about 5.2 to 5.3 billion. You know, I I, I talk like a few hundred million is nothing here, but you you get the scale of the numbers they're talking about. Uh, And the the markets didn't like that. And Rockstar's share price had dipped as much as up to 10% on Friday. Now, that might be, is it because they don't like the downward estimate in in the earnings or is it because, you know, they are also inferring that GTA 6 is somehow delayed? Uh, you know, I, let's let's get into that, I think, the, yeah. the, the minutiae of the detail. I don't know whether you want to start with, like, the way they've been speaking about the revenues for financial year 2025, or we can start with building the, you know, where are they going to find this $1.7 billion? Well, let's start with... Um the quote that I've seen banded around quite a lot, which is from Take-Two boss Strauss Zalnek, who said, in regarding GTA 6, there is an inherent tension potentially between getting something to market and creative perfection. But this company errs on the side of perfection. When we feel we've optimized creatively, that's the time to release, which is a very general way of saying, well, you know, read into that what you will we're going to release it when it's ready and we're not going to tell you when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, and you, th- this is so interesting because you've got to think about Strauss Zelnick's audience when he's saying this. He's on an earnings call. He's talking to analysts and investors. They're not necessarily games fans. They might be, but what they definitely are concerned about is will an investment in Take-Two make me money? And when you buy, a sh- you know, without explaining how shares work, when you buy a share in a company, you are buying into their future revenue streams. Uh, and that share price will increase if you think there's profits to be had in the near to midterm or even long term horizon. Right. So, like, it's possible that the market was reacting to what it saw as, oh, he's, he's salting the earth to say it's ready when it's ready. We all expected it in financial year 2025. But actually, um, maybe this is him code word saying it's going to be the next year, financial year 2026. As I say, there's still something in the numbers not quite working out. But I think what he's doing is, and this is where tracking the language is interesting, in these investor calls, it's not what's said, it's what's inferred. And there's, there's a way to say things to the market um, that have almost got like percentages attached to them. Uh, we know this from our own company where you might say, you know, uh, revenues are running roughly in line with expectations, which sounds quite positive. But actually to the market, that's almost a negative because it's saying that we can't commit 
to what everyone is. And then you say things like, we're expecting overperformance and then everyone buys the shares because they're like, they what you cannot do basically is lie to the market. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're in big trouble. So this is why these calls are so fascinating because they have to tell the truth. This is almost Strauss-Zelnick strapped up to a lie detector test, right? Having to talk about you know why we think the numbers are going to change now but, to go sorry go on jump just, in just jump gonna in. say like as as you said though it, it's almost in like what he's not saying which is like the key bit because yeah. you know they're not committing to anything they're not committing to say still going to launch in this date but they're also not saying it's going to be delayed so what he's doing is is you know, like you say, setting them up yeah. for maybe later on down the line to go, well, we did say that, you know, we're going to err on the side of perfection and to get perfection, we're now going to need a few more months. So like we did tell you a few months ago, I just didn't explicitly say it. It's exactly that. It's like Schrodinger's release date that you can at any stage open the box and go, well, it was always this answer. We all knew that. Yeah. Um, it's It's quite smart. And I say the language around fiscal year 2025 has changed so like if you go back a year i think this is like to uh march last year when they were reporting i think it was um uh, their q2 2024 earnings or whatever it is uh then, then at that stage they were really bullish about um what 2025 was going to bring so trace down could said in fiscal 25 we expect to enter this new era by launching several groundbreaking titles several that's interesting that we believe will set new standards in our industry <laughs> gta 6 and enable us to achieve over 8 billion in net bookings so this is going back a year ago they were big on 8 billion dollars now it they were so big on it all the big figures in take two said it so carl slatoff who's the president of take two he'd said given the strength of our upcoming release schedule and the high degree of visibility we have into the pipeline. Now, that that is, again, feels like code to me to we don't expect any slippages, mm-hmm. which was probably true a year ago. <laughs> um, uh, and he says, we believe we'll achieve the record levels of results that Strauss mentioned, including over 8 billion in net bookings. So the language is so aggressive a year ago. Now, their, their chief financial officer, someone called Laney Goldstein, is quite a significant figure because this person literally controls the finances, right? And um, Laney had said, so for FY25, we are really excited to talk about it. It's a highly anticipated year, and we're really happy to talk about us hitting $8 billion in net bookings. But we aren't talking about what the detail of that is at this time. Now, obviously, all the analysts on the call were like, oh, wow, $8 billion, we love this, Right. So if you go forward to their next earnings call, three months on, uh, someone had asked in the last call, Strauss, you talked about eight billions in bookings. Um, how is that going? So I think someone had said, are you on track to make eight billion bookings and one billion dollars in profit? So Strauss Alnick had said, so the answer to the first question is yes, as in yes to eight billion dollars. And Laney, the CFO, will answer question two. Um, so it did feel at that stage, even three months on, they were really bullish. But if you fast forward to November last year, the language they used in the earnings call had started to soften. And this so, is still pre-GTA 6 yes, announcement. and that's a really critical point. So this is uh, November 2023, before GTA 6 had been publicly announced. 
um, they had said on the earnings call, in fact, Strauss Zelnick was asked about, um, are you still on track for the 8 billion number? And Strauss had actually said, I'm passing this one to Laney. <laughs> well done, Strauss. Pass it on. Uh, and actually then Laney had to deliver the, weirdly, the bad news about a number they'd never actually publicly committed to by writing it down. It's just that they'd said it in these calls. So Laney said, with shifts in our pipeline, you know, again, what are, what are these shifts? Our expectations are that net bookings will now be below 8 billion but not necessarily. So it really isn't a big change. And we expect growth in fiscal 26 as well. So the language had already started to soften below in the 8 billion expectation last November, mm -hmm. pre-trailer being released. So a lot of people have taken last week's earnings call as, oh my God, they've suddenly changed course. The change of course much like you talked about with Strauss's sentiment about it's ready when it's ready, they'd already started to lay the ground for softer news, yeah. if you see what I mean. And and there's a lot of other things going on here as well, which I think we can dive into, which isn't just related to GTA 6. You know, Take-Two have a lot of other properties. They've got a number of key launches coming out this year and certainly before March 31st, 2025, which don't necessarily relate to GTA 6. And some of those pipelines and things that they were talking about could relate to some of these titles. However, of course, they're not going to be as big as them. But it's like, you know, collectively, do they make that difference? Because uh, some of these things are, are significant, you know, AAA titles that are coming out. Yeah, this and is, some of them are mobile games. This is the nub of the matter. So every like a lot of journalists have reported the they were once talking about eight billion and it's dropped to seven billion. Where's that one billion gone? What nobody seems to be talking about is this year they're projecting to make five point three billion dollars, but they're very still firmly committing to seven billion dollars. There's that one point seven billion dollar gap, right? What's making up that $1.7 billion gap? Now, the obvious target would be to say, is it uh, Zynga, who were the big casual mobile phone games firm they'd bought for an astonishing $12 billion back in 2022? Um, now, Zynga have lots of very successful but not blockbuster mobile games. And I went back through the maths of, like, what's... What, What's a Zynga release worth, right? Like, is there enough Zynga games that we didn't know about that are going to make up that $1.7 billion gap? Now, you've got to bear in mind as well, the Zynga, they bought Zynga in 2022. Zynga's already part of their books. Mm -hmm. So it's not that suddenly, oh, we've bought it on Zynga and there's $1.7 That's already in the books, right? Yeah, those the games that they've already released will have already been accounted for. So like of, of the ongoing microtransactions that those apps are generating are still going to be within those financials. So what you'd have to look at is new tiles releasing on app stores and things. Yeah, absolutely that. So if you look at the... And then all of this is publicly listed, by the way. This is the amazing thing about it. You go on uh, Take-Two's investor relations page, they've printed out essentially the truth because they're not allowed to lie, like I say. with if, uh, So they can hedge their bets, but they can't lie, right? So their lineup for mobile games in sort of 24, 
2026 is essentially being consistent from this financial year to the previous. The two big new additions are there's a Game of Thrones Legends game, which is launching calendar 2024. Now, calendar 2024 could be fiscal 2024 or fiscal 2025, depending on where in calendar it drops. Yes, but it will be saying calendar 2024 means it's this year, right? Before December the 31st. Yes. 2024. Yeah. And so please, I know this is complicated. Please bear with us. And then they've also got a Star Wars Hunters game, another big property, also launching calendar 2024, which could be fiscal 24. It could be fiscal 25. They're huge properties. Star Wars and Game of Thrones are huge. Um, what could that be worth, right? Could that be worth the 1.7 billion? Uh, you know, look, who knows? Maybe they'll be the most successful mobile games of all time. What I would say is, like, Zynga's most successful game in 2022 was worth about 200 million, mm-hmm. which is significantly not 1.7 billion. In fact, it's about seven to eight times less. So even if the Game of Thrones game and the Star Wars game hit, let's say, 200 million in revenue for the year, you still got over a billion dollars to make up. Yeah. I mean, right? even if they only overperformed by 100% and made yeah. 400 million each, yeah. you only get 800 million, which is still almost a billion off. Yeah, 900 million off where you need to be. So then you look at the rest of their confirmed lineup and go, where's that 900 million, right? Now, one of those things could be, now take two own a number of companies, they own private division, uh, they've got their, their own publishing label, they've obviously got Rockstar. Now, a significant release they have, which is, well, essentially slated for, officially, TBA, so they haven't even committed to a year, let's say it did come out of fiscal 2025 for the sake of argument, is Judas, which is the new release from Ken Levine, uh, the guy who created Bioshock. If you've seen Judas, you know, it's a lot like Bioshock, right? Yeah, if you've played Bioshock, you will not be surprised by what this game looks like. Yeah, and it looks really cool, right? It looks really cool. It's the sort of game you think would be quite popular. But has it got the profile of Bioshock when it was big? Probably not. Um, You know, is that the type of game the world wants right now? I don't know. I mean, and if it doesn't have a, a date on it yet, it's falling into the same problem that GTA 6 had as like, if you want to release this game, where are your beats for promoting it? When do you tell people that the date is happening? Then how do you do a preview? How do you do a second trailer? How do you build that hype all before? I mean, if it's coming out this year, at the end of the year, which is now only 10 months away. I know. I know. And I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, it could be fiscal 25, but they have not committed to or it. Or it's a super mega surprise drop, right? And it just happens... Or it's you know tied up to some other kind of it's on all platforms, but has it got some exclusive you know game guess, pass money? Yeah, and the big question is: is that a game that's going to make up, let's say, the remainder, the nine hundred million? Well, to look at historical precedent, Bioshock Infinite, that when it came out was a really big deal, very heavily promoted. The Bioshock series has been really popular and was quite fated. That pick your numbers. That made somewhere between a hundred million to $200 million. And that was Bioshock Infinite that was a multi-platform, hugely anticipated. Judas, to me, feels smaller. So let's say Judas is worth $100 million. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I guess that 200 million, 100 to 200 million talking about infinite is actual profit, correct? It's not... No, that's... Um, I think just that's their revenues. Okay. Yeah. Now, the, the, the long, the rumour, this is where we're off-piste again, the rumour is that Bioshock Infinite lost money because such was the cost and length of development. I don't know how true that is. Like, you know, that is just... Uh, someone else yeah. tell me about that. Take two will know that. Yeah, well, they'll, they will know. <laughs> I mean, what I would say is, if it had been profitable, we might have seen Bioshock really infinite uh, shortly Number afterwards. Number four. Yeah. yeah, the series went away. And that's usually a sign that something hasn't made money because that's how the world works. So I believe that it was at best cost neutral by the time they'd done marketing staff costs, which is astonishing, right? You can make 100 to $200 million on a game and then go, hasn't worked out, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to move on. So uh, again, to bring it back on track, do we think Judas is the difference maker? No, I don't think it is. Now, the other big, what they call immersive core game, which is shorthand for AAA games on their slate, they've got a top spin 2K25 game, which is a tennis game. Now, you know, do I even think that would be bigger than Judas? No. I mean, I, I would say that's going to contribute in the bit, you know, trying to get us up to 900 million, almost negligible revenues, tens of millions, let's say, right, for that game. Now, they've also got, now this is big, They've got a WWE 2K24 game, mm -hmm. but that's pinned to launch this fiscal. It's out on March the 8th, 2024. So the bulk of that revenue will be booked in 24 and it already been committed to in their previous slate, just not with a date. But um, yeah, because last three months ago, they'd said WWE 2024 and the language they used was launching fiscal 2024. And in the latest call, they pinned a date on it. So they said, it is launching this fiscal, March the 8th. So you can track, again, track the language they use in their publicly listed release schedule to tie things up. So this is a very long way short of saying, I don't see where $1.7 billion in additional revenues is coming from, from within their stated lineup you could, you know, you could say maybe if GTA Online performs as it always has performed, we've released the the trilogy on Netflix that's doing well. We think Zynga's all up ten percent. There's the Star Wars release. There's the Game of Thrones release. There's Judas. There's this. Maybe they're the most optimistic measurements in the world. You can get that up to about seven billion. I don't see it. I just don't see it. So like, unless there is a GTA, how are they still predicting? seven billion dollars or just over for fiscal 2025 that's the mystery to me and the thing that i feel nobody has adequately solved everyone's focusing on they've revised it back a billion which sounds gta sized mm -hmm. but 1.7 billion sounds very gta sized now i want to contextualize this by saying actually okay great dan that's a lot of dazzling numbers what does all that mean to put this in context gta 5 and you can pick your stats here, GTA 5 is believed to have made $1 billion within three days of release back in 2013. Now, I know that was, that's all from pre-orders, you know, you get all of that massive smash all at once. So I dare say the first three days numbers, it's not going to grow in scale. You know, you do a, the bulk of your sales in that first three day bash, but it keeps going. 
you know, and and yeah. GTA has kept going and going and going and going. And I dare, and based on the sentiment, and Rockstar have committed to this, they say sentiment and interest in GTA 6 is higher than 5. So they're probably expecting the launch of GTA 6 to make even more than Well, that. I guess an extra 0.7 billion. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe 1.7 billion. And like, it would only have to be out, even if it did exactly the same as GTA 5, they could launch... Uh, GTA 6 on let's say it comes out on a Tuesday like all games do they could launch GTA 6 on March the 26th 2025 and then the five days of revenue they get up until the end of that fiscal year could be worth between 1 to 1.7 billion dollars depending on where you pick your Mm -hmm. that's what the numbers would tell you and I think there's a conflict at the heart of it because you're right Strauss Stanley, on one hand, is saying it's ready when it's ready. On the other, the numbers, to me, unless I'm missing something, don't add up. And I can't see how they're getting that extra 1.7 billion unless something's up that we don't see. Well, I, I guess we'd have to assume then, and a lot of that has been happening probably in the last 20 yeah. minutes or so, that at the moment, what they're doing is saying... We think it's still on track to come out before the end of fiscal 25, so in that date. But if it doesn't, we never actually committed to that anyway. So in the next earnings call that they do, it'll be interesting to see if the numbers switch. You know, If they drop further down, you might then suggest, well, we thought we might be having a delay, but we weren't quite sure in March, and we definitely didn't want to tell people in March. But now we're a bit further into the year. We're going to have to tell you, okay, yes. it's going to drop out. And I think you're exactly right. They've gone into the corridor of uncertainty. They're introducing doubt. Where they were bullish on $8 billion a year ago, they started softening that language in November. And then the exact language from the call on February the 8th last week, as I say, they were asked, stress element was asked, is there any update on your guidance for FY25 and the profit? And that's again where Strauss went, Laney, do you want to take that? <laughs> <laughs> and Laney said, uh, I, I haven't listened to the call to get the influence of, did Laney go, oh! <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Laney said, hey, we're currently in the middle of our budgeting process. At this time, the number is tracking a little above seven billion for net bookings for the year. And given the typical shifts in tweaks that occur in our forecasting process, and he says, and this amount is still huge growth over this year. So they know that that's true. It is. Yeah. It is huge growth. Um, and then the follow-up from Laney was, uh, and our pipeline is groundbreaking for next year and beyond. Teams are making excellent progress on game development. And nothing material, this is a mixed signal, nothing material has changed with regard to the lifetime value of our portfolio. Now, I'll just stop there because lifetime value is all the years going forward as opposed to fiscal 25. Mm -hmm. So whether, again, that is a softening statement to say, don't worry, shareholders, all the money you think is coming is coming, but it's in the lifetime value, not in fiscal 25, maybe. But then Laney also said, this is also critical, and we'll provide our initial outlook for fiscal year 2025 when we report our Q4 and full year fiscal results in May. 
They haven't written down anywhere $7 billion, $8 billion, anything. They've just discussed it, right? Mm -hmm. They've never committed to it in writing. That will not happen until May. All eyes on that May call. Because exactly what you said is right. They've kind of left both realities in play at the moment. In May, they're going to have to start writing some of this stuff down. Yeah. And I think that's where you go. Are they 1.7 billion, whatever? How much are they predicting more to make? than this year so that's a very 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 long way of saying i'm not 100 percent either way like my gut says my gut i actually think it's going to launch late 2025 but the numbers don't entirely align with that and i feel like what you said is right they're kind of leaving both realities in play if they can squeak gta 6 into the dying embers of March 2025, that's a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Everything is done. If it slips into the next year, you know, the numbers start to look a bit different in my mind. Yeah. I mean, but the, I, I guess the big picture is there's also a, a very real chance, given how, you know, you know how game development works, that at this stage, they probably aren't sure. Like, they're tracking yeah. Yeah. for it to come out, but delays unforeseen circumstances like anything can happen in the next 12 months that could push it out of course of course they you know they can be as honest as they want but they can't really see the future if like rockstar north gets six months in and go it's not going to happen like oh it's just it's just we're looking way off base even if we crunch like mad it's not going to happen so and this is where i think this is the really killer detail when they publish their investor portfolio on their website they do list their entire pipeline and they use very specific language around release dates Mm -hmm. so the language they are using for grand theft auto 6 which is part of their immersive immersive core titles is grand theft auto 6 launching calendar 2025 jan the 1st to december the 31st yes not their fiscal calendar, yeah. which ends 31st of May. So March. they have not committed to fiscal. I mean, you'd also say, though, that they probably wouldn't write fiscal on their website, would they? Well, you think they wouldn't write fiscal, but for other games where they're certain of the release, they literally use the words fiscal. Oh, well. Right. So this is the fascinating bit. So I, that was my question, as in, would they hedge their bets with everything? But if you go back to... And let's compare two sets of investor presentations, if I can just rapidly fire through my notes here but if you go back to their pipeline from like three months ago they were talking about exactly like i said the language they used when they described wwe 2k24 this is november last year they said launching fiscal 2024 and in the last investor update they committed to a date so they were sufficiently confident three months ago to say fiscal they are not sufficiently confident in gta to say fiscal yet no. But, okay, so playing devil's advocate here then, I would you suggest that if they did write fiscal on there, though, it basically tells you when the game's coming out and they don't want to do that in a financial statement or on a website before they can do it in a trailer because if they write it down, it becomes like yeah. you know, people like us will yeah. go, well, it's definitely going to come out before the end of March. It's exactly that. So that's another a positive way to look at it is they don't want to ruin their own surprise. 
The other way to look at it is <laughs> they don't commit to it because they're not certain. But it's it's just telling the language is calendar. And look, you know, they might even say calendar. It might be 2026. You don't know. Right? Anything could happen. But from their it language... No, that would be a no. <laughs> no, no. But their language is calendar. And, and as the, tra- the trailer says coming 2025 and the calendar. The calendar aligns with the trailer. They haven't made any commitment. I just think that's really interesting. And when they are certain, they do use language like fiscal. Mm-hmm. So... Or, or like to go right back to the start of the conversation. There's been some really big swing headlines written about these financials. I don't have the, having gone through the numbers in depth, I don't have the confidence to say either way. I feel like all realities are still in play. What I would say is I don't see where $1.7 billion is coming from in the absence of GTA 6. I can't, I can't make, again, I'm guesstimating like mad here. I can't make the other titles add up to 1.7 billion. So I've seen analysts like Michael Pachter take this, you know, this, the position of, oh, they were saying 8 billion, it's now 7 billion. GTA is definitely gone. What he's not addressing is where's the extra 1.7 billion. OK, very interesting stuff. I will point out what I did hear you say during that uh, half an hour there is that it was coming out on March 25th to give them three days before the launch. So uh, let's just clip that out and keep that uh, for when we have to revisit it. <laughs> Uh, in a few months later down the line when we get to the next earnings call which you said was in May May okay so May just to jump on that quickly if things are going to change in May and it is going to look like that it's been delayed May would feel like the perfect time to release trailer 2 in line with these financials to say look guys we're really sorry it's being delayed a bit but here's some new footage Here's some new screenshots. I, I, maybe if it's just screenshots, uh, it just something to soften the blow of, yes. we're sorry, yeah. it's yeah. a bit late. Here's some new stuff to look at and talk about for another few months. And the timing for that feels about right as well. You know, if you're going to release a trailer in December, then you've got another one in May, tides you over for a few more months into at the end of the year then and then people start getting excited it, it it would make a lot of sense so let's see what happens in may there's a few other things going on as well in the wider games world which may or may not back up all of the things that you've yeah, just talked yeah. about uh this is the time of year when a lot of the games companies are doing their financial calls releasing statements and that kind of thing there was an interesting one from on the ubisoft investor call from eves guillemot who was talk, uh, asked about GTA 6 and they, in relation to, they're targeting March 2025 for a release of their Japan set Assassin's Creed Red, or it's codenamed Red right now. They're probably going to want to avoid GTA 6. They've moved some of their other releases around. He said, we see it for sure. We look at this and we are really organizing things around the launch of the game which we do not know exactly when it's going to happen. We consider it will be closer to our financial year 26 than our financial year 25. So they have targeted March 2025 for their release of their next Assassin's Creed game, thinking Rockstar aren't going to release GTA 6 at that time. So we're good to relaunch then. And if they are going to, we'll probably shift our launch to some other time because we don't want to compete with that. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting detail. What's also interesting is the timing, because 
Ubisoft's earning call was on the same day as Rockstar's. So did Eve Gilmo know what Rockstar was saying before he said what he said? I don't know. No, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. And and uh, I also, as I say, and actually the takeaway for most people was, oh, it's definitely going back to later in the year, which is, I suggest, may not be entirely true either. So uh, who knows? And, and uh, there's also a bit of a softening Eve did where he's sort of saying, anyway, the release of GTA 6 is good for everyone because, yeah. you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Don't worry about our game. But let's face it, were Rockstar's GTA 6 to come out in the same day as Assassin's Creed, I can't imagine Ubisoft's uh, shareholders high-fiving about that. No, that that game will be shifted around to slightly later in the year, you would imagine. Yeah, who, compete, who competes with GTA 6? Yeah. yeah, you don't. Okay, well, one last bit uh, to pick up on this week, and it is all related into the development cycles and things, and that is that Rockstar Lincoln, which is the quality assurance and release management team within Rockstar, are looking for Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, French, German, Italian, and traditional Chinese localization testers. Uh, all of these roles are full-time permanent positions based on, on site at Rockstar's unique game development studio in Lincoln, UK. Now, what this team actually do uh, there's a little bit of description. Obviously, it's as vague as you can make it, given the kind of things that you might be doing. What it doesn't say is you will be localizing GTA 6 because that would be a madness. Yes. Uh, but what they do is provide high quality localization on all Rockstar products and services. We work closely with all development teams to provide input during internationalization and localization development phases. We advise our external localization teams with the information they need to provide high-quality translation. We regular, rigorously test all products and services to ensure final quality matches that which our end users expect on a Rockstar product. Which is basically a saying, you localize and you test the game and you make sure the translations are correct in the game, but also it also covers like the whole media landscape, which is you know press releases, uh, websites into other languages, like all of that kind of stuff that team will be doing. Do all of those positions relate to GTA 6? Maybe. But as we've just been through, there are a lot of other games yeah. coming out uh, that aren't, you know, they're Take-Two games, they're not Rockstar games. So, they, they, I mean, they could be doing a whole load of stuff, right? They could be adding things to GTA Online, which needs a load of localization. It could be doing all sorts of things. However, if the game is in a state where it's now going through its final bit of tweaking and polishing, now would be the time to bring in some localization and start getting all of that ramped up, yeah. which would say all of these now open positions could relate to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's logical. Um yeah, it, who knows, right? Like it's 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 fascinating. And I don't know at what stage of a game you would normally lockdown language and localization whether that's like lockdown much earlier than um you know gameplay mechanics and bug testing and squishing uh and given we don't know how long it is till gta 6 is released is no. it a year is it two years i mean you'd, you'd think you do a lot of that stuff very late on in the, like the the story would have to be locked all of the like a lot of the ui and all of that would have to be locked so you yeah. know that you're translating the things and then don't have to go 
back in and relocalize it because oh we've actually oh, we I don't know. want to call it that anymore yeah. we want to call it this uh, so it should be at the end of the process but still you know the, like you yeah. said when you you visited rockstar back in the day that massive wall of bugs to squash all of that will still exist it's just like now we're at a stage where the script is definitely finished the story is done let's localize it all let's start adding yeah, subtitles and that, and that does tie up to what we talked about in a previous show where there's a we talked about the writer who'd left rockstar and we said the influence was possibly that scripting was complete uh and that uh, guy had gone to join dan hauser mm-hmm. at, at absurd ventures his new company so that again we were speculating but we felt that maybe the core of the story is kind of done you know, just two and two equal five. We'll see. And if, if any of you are uh, fluent in English and any of those listed languages, there are positions at Rockstar Lincoln. You'll have to move to Lincoln. But, hey, you might be localizing GTA 6 if you get the job. Uh, and, I, you know, the more and more these things happen and the more they have mm. to open the net, obviously for them, the more much and the, the more dangerous it is in terms of leaks, right? Yeah. You start localizing a game into all those languages. It only takes one person to... I mean, I can't imagine the NDAs you have to sign to oh. work on one of those things. Punitive. It only takes one person to do something stupid, you know, for the five minutes of fame that it will get them to blow it all open again. Yeah, and as much as I'd love someone to take that job as a deep state agent for GTA 6 <laughs> o'clock... I don't think financially we can walk the walk in the way Rockstar's NDAs would punish you. So, uh, you know, good luck to you, but we can't stand alongside you in court, I'm afraid. So uh, all the very best. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for your comments. Please keep getting in touch. We're at GTA Video Clock on Twitter. Subscribe to this YouTube channel for new episodes, 6 o'clock every Wednesday. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those things. Dan, you look like you're about to say something before we sign off. No, just to say thanks so much for listening. Check us out on all of those platforms. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday at 6 o'clock for another GTA 6 o'clock. <laughs>